Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I am your host Scott and with me as always is Daniel. Oh, excuse my formal name, lovely. Dan to me and you. Um, (laughs) Just a reminder that this show can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, If you want to subscribe, you can join us every week. Um, This week's show, we are talking about training camps. We are. Yes. So swimming training camps, we've both had a hell of a lot of fun on training camps. It's been a crazy month, yeah. Um, Some more enjoyable than others. Um, Uh And I think in total we've been to... I'd say about 12 or 15 between the both of us. Something like that. My first one was when I was 13 years old. Yeah, mine was about 14. And I think I went all the way through to maybe 19 years old. So that's yeah. six for me. Six. No, I didn't carry on swimming until I was 19. No, true. Yeah, you gave up quite soon. Definitely, definitely, definitely stopped <laughs> when I realised that sprinting was all it it's, was going to do. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. it is tough. Um, so this, this episode, the goal of it is to kind of give you a few stories from our training camps, but also some tips so what you're likely to find out about training camps if it's your first time the things you need to prepare for the do's and don'ts yeah yeah exactly yeah um Mm. so training camps are likely to be probably your hardest week of training you've ever done from Uh, i would agree especially if you're as young as 13 yeah yeah it was because it's usually a week long isn't it unless you get to the higher levels then you probably do it over matter of months but for the first time yeah, we're, we're not talking about right. the other yeah. pts of the world yeah here. the smaller clubs actually yeah. say yeah 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 so it's usually a week-long intensive so it's it's going to be the hardest week of your life but it's also going to be probably the most fun oh you can't help but enjoy yourself got, it's yeah. absolutely amazing like, like we said we've got so many stories you've heard in previous podcasts yeah that um a lot of the training camps were actually our first trip abroad without parents yeah um with our friends that that was good fun um actually I, I, did me and you ever go on a training camp together I don't think we did, no. But by the time I joined Gloucester, I think you were slowly on the way out anyway. <laughs> slowly <laughs> on the way out. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Um, no, I think training camps help with a lot of uh, independence. Okay. Um, so if, you're, if you are as young as 13, 14, you're, very quite, you're quite reliant on mum and dad as being the taxi driver yeah. and they're making food for you and all the rest of it. Um, you don't get to make your own food on the training camps or anything like that, but you do have to make your way to the pool. You have to get yourself up. You have to set yourself, like I remember writing like diaries and logs of what I've eaten, the amount of okay, meters I swam and what I did in the session, et cetera, et cetera. Proper studious. Yeah, well, better that, was than part you of, that was part of it. Yeah. Better than you ever did at school. Probably, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were a few kids that were quite unlucky that their, their parents went with them as chaperones. Yes. Yeah. But to be fair, they were always the worst behaved kids. That's very true. <laughs> from, yeah. from memory, the, those parents who came along... They were always telling their kids off, and it, it, it was good they were there. Yes, I know. <laughs> you need the chaperones, otherwise you'd just be... Yeah, the, co- the coaches loose. don't really do the discipline. Not really, no. They just... That's almost like a holiday for him, I find. I can remember they... a few coaches coming back to the uh, hotel room nice and drunk. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice holiday for them. They just yeah. did two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening. Maybe a bit of land-like base stuff in the, uh, in the morning. Yeah. In the afternoon, sorry. But that was it. Yeah, so as them. we mentioned before... Um, it is going to be the hardest week of your life. Mm. As a sprinter, personally, there were some training camps where I think the coach just had a mindset where it was, come on, we're away, get the meters in. Yes, and yeah. They kind I, of, I, they're, they, they're hard. They're hard to deal with. Yeah. Ment- mentally more than anything. I'm very much, you might know with all the tutorials and stuff, but I'm very much quality over quantity. Yeah. And I think coaches get in the mindset of, right, we're, in a, we're, we're abroad, 
we're in such and such a place and we're doing a 50 meter swim so we have to get the meters grounded out yeah so and training camps are usually at a 50 meter pool yeah. the clubs that we swam at we weren't lucky enough to actually train week in week out in a 50 meter pool we just no. had a 25 meter pool. that's right yeah. so that that was kind of a big step up but after two or three sessions you kind of really get to grips with a long course and then yes yeah and then when you return home man does that you get 25? a little bit dizzy and like, yeah. turning all the time yeah it really feels quite small yes yeah but um yeah like i was saying with the independent stuff um, for my first one when I was 13, I, for some reason, was being being put in charge of passports. Well, this doesn't is, sound like a Which is idea. crazy. No. Well, <laughs> everyone had their own sort of Yeah, I know, but I've about. been on holiday with you. And, and uh, all you do is you just coast along and go where everyone else goes. Are you in charge? Really? Well, well this is a problem. I think people found out what <laughs> they, I did. They, yeah, okay. And they realized, actually, never give him his passport again. So what happened was uh, we were at the uh, the airport... Uh, where were we? I think we were at McDonald's, which is already a bad start. And you have these pe- paper bags. Not sponsored. You? No. <laughs> <laughs> and you have these paper bags. And I just thought, oh, it'd be a good idea to put the passports in there. And of course... In the McDonald's paper bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... What? I put I put the, <laughs> I put the, uh, the bag in the bin full of the passports. And your, then... Your passport. Mine. Someone called Ben. Loads of... All the stuff. I think I had like five or six in there. And they were in the bin... And we got to security and we we're like, oh, oh, oh my. where are the passports? And so, um, yeah, I had to go back to that specific bin. Luckily, they were still there. But there are like three or four <laughs> of us digging through trying to find this, these passports. I'm going to yeah. say for most people, we, we won't use that as a piece of advice for them. No, that's a big don't, that one. Yeah. No, but it, was but a, like, it was a big learning curve for me. How often is that going to happen? Not very I, often. I don't think nowadays 13-year-olds would be given Given passport. a responsibility? Probably not. They're probably no. their own I mean, passport. Yeah, well, they should. They need to learn these responsibilities. I've yeah. definitely learned it myself because I've never lost my passport again. It's always been double checking all the time. I'm gonna hold so, you to that. That's fine. Next yeah, time we okay. go away this summer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fine. <laughs> you watch me. Sometimes I wear like football socks, and the passport stuffed inside the football sock just to make sure it's what. Yeah, I have done that. Not anymore. That was when I was. Oh, a bit I was older. gonna say we've been away and yeah, I haven't done that no. recently. But I did used to do that. Just to make sure I never lost it. Okay, so the increase in responsibility is something for everyone to look forward to on training camps. Yes. It's independence, it's fun away from your parents, but yeah, don't throw passports in bins. Why are we, how have we got to that point? I'm not sure. Should we just go on to the next point? What is the next point? Next point. Um, I'd probably say diet. So you said you did a food diary. I did, yeah. Did you Um, not do this? I thought it was a regular thing. Because I did this every year. I know diet's really key when you go away because yes. your body's, especially 14, 15, 16, your body's probably not used to these meters. Mm. So the food diary is kind of, it's less for you, more for the coaches, just to make sure you're putting in the the amount of fuel you'll need to. Well, you'll be burning more calories than you're used you, to beforehand. Before. So we didn't do a food diary. We actually did um, weight checks. Okay, yeah. So it, it, did it, we do that? Must have, must have done that. Kind of. Remember. It, it, it's not quite fat shaming, but it's... I think it's more of a check because being away, let's say yeah. you're in somewhere so like we... Spain or something like that, it's going to be hot all the time. And so if you're dehydrated, you're going to yeah, lose I, a lot of weight I quite quickly. It, so if you lost a certain amount of weight, you were pulled out of the next session. You weren't allowed to do oh, it. Oh, we really? You actually had to rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was key because actually it happened more when I got older and training camps. I think even the coaches got more experience. Mm. 
Um, at the start, you were expected to do every two-hour session twice a day. Yeah, until again, that's the, end the quantity camp. coming through, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then as kind of my training camps went on, you kind of you understood your body a lot more, mm. um, and you could get a feel for when you you needed to stay at home yeah, and just have it. a rest because your body just couldn't take it. Um, it kind of separates actually did, the boys from the the men, doesn't it? A lot of it, I find. Because a lot. Are of you them, saying I'm a wimp because I need? Uh, yeah, sometimes I don't know if you've ever seen them swim, but my lord, there was Whoa. a few times where you bottled out. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> there, there was the odd session I, I can remember when it was 400s IM off. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, and that was no use to me whatsoever. Do you remember a swimmer? Um, we never went on train camp. This is going back for another session where a swimmer always cl- um, claimed that they always had cramp. And then always faked it. Yeah. And then the one time they actually got cramp, ended up crying and screaming because they were in yeah. so much pain. Yeah. So it does, like I was saying. So you're you're kind of you're you're definitely learn the extremes of your body on yeah. training camps. Again, and, it's all and, a big learning curve. Yeah. 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 And diet is really key to that. So even I I wouldn't advise you really to check your own weight because that just becomes unhealthy if you mm. carry on doing that. But keeping a track and making making sure you really are putting in enough calories every week. Every every week, every day, yeah, yeah, it's really key. Well, they always have three big meals, yeah, but then they always encourage you to have little snacks in between. So it's almost like a six meal yeah, day, we, if that makes sense. We, we raided the corner shop down in, I think we were yeah. in Malaga one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That corner shop got cleared out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made a lot of money that that week, didn't they? Uh, yeah, food. yeah. All yeah. of our spending money that our parents gave us all—it's meant to go on food. So don't don't worry yeah. about spending yeah. it on food. It's when you come back with like a hundred dollar t shirt and your dad's like, "Did oh, you eat? A waste of money." <laughs> yeah. like, yes. <laughs> so you gave me the money. I can't spend it. Yeah, I remember doing a like a drinking competition. So we had these massive, uh, maybe how old were we? As in a water water. Oh, okay, to stay hydrated. And the two-litre bottles, you had to clear out one of those, or maybe even two of those a day. Really? Quite tough to do that, actually. Blimey. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think I could that's do that. without the training sessions. So, obviously, in a two-hour yeah, session, yeah. You, that's two litres per session. Yeah. And then you have to get rid of two litres again on the, the downtime, if you like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, another key part of training camps, mm. not the swimming, not the eating, the downtime. Yes, so yeah. So, it's going to be... We we said you're independent from your parents. It's your first holiday away. It's kind of a time that you really need to be quite sensible. Yeah, again, I, I, is, I found out this the hard this way. This is where it took me uh, maybe the third training camp to realise actually when I'm not swimming and we're at the hotel resting, you do actually need an hour, yeah. hour and a half. Sleep. I think otherwise you have to you have to recharge. You can't. Yeah. We were difficult. actually on lockdown. We mm. had to shut the room. We the chaperones locked the doors, locked us in, yes, and said, yeah. Look, sleep. Sleep until Sleep lunch. for two hours. Yeah. Um, and my first ever training camp, we teased this in last week's podcast. I, Dan doesn't know this story. Okay. So we had some downtime. We had a free a free hour or two before the session. Yeah. Um, and we were in Lignano, so near Venice in Italy. We were by the beach in this whole training complex. And I think us 14-year-old boys decided, you know what? We'd go play some rugby on the beach. Okay. That, that was good fun. Yeah, but it was. No, okay. no, it really wasn't because uh, I got knocked out cold. <laughs> Someone punched you? No, no, no. Someone's <laughs> knee went straight into the side of my temple. Oh, very nice. And to this day, I yeah. cannot remember that half of the training camp really? at all. I can remember afterwards. I can remember waking up with my so face. So you still swam? No, 
I was so say, I, I was stopped from swimming for I think two sessions afterwards. Okay. Um, so you because, had proper concussion, obviously. Yeah, I, two I days really is probably wobbly. not a long. And I mean, the, the only thing you had to do was look at the guy's knee, which had swelled up to twice oh, the size to kind of realise the damage it had done. So I think from that moment on, I was just like, yeah, no. If I want to take swimming camps seriously, maybe don't play rugby on the beach. Well, it's, give, it's a good idea to stop your rugby when you did, because that's obviously a poor technique of tackling. Your head's I was the best rugby player on that beach by a mile. Really? And yet there's you on the floor unconscious. Knocked out cold, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say a lot. The guy just had bony knees. He was a breaststroker. Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, well, he's very accident prone. Yeah. <laughs> Still is to this day, isn't he? Yeah. What's that, 10, years, 10 plus years later? Yeah. Yeah. And he's a builder somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, downtime is actually really important. So you should probably not go and do the extra sport. I mean, how, then... by, by all means, have fun. I mean, some people took Xboxes in their suitcases and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we took playing cards and stuff like that. Yeah, but anything physical, just, uh, just keep it on the download. Just... Yeah, because then, I mean, it's all very good having a good time on the beach. There was usually a session, if you're there for the week, then you're doing 14 sessions. We usually missed out maybe one or two as almost just a rest time. Oh, five or six for me. Oh, well, when you were knocked out, yes. I meant in general. When no, you... no, no. This was other training camps where the meters were just so high that I was just like, yeah, you know what? Nah. Oh, you, oh uh, so you I'm, bottled it? I'm good. Oh, so I thought you'd be bottling yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. it was like a warm weather training camp in October to Dublin. It snowed. Yeah, they're called warm weather training camps for a reason. So it snowed. Cold and horrible. Yeah, I can imagine. See, I went to nice places. I went to, where did I go? I went to Malta. I've been to Barcelona, Tunisia, Turkey. Yeah, Malaga as well, actually. Yeah, so. Did we do a Malaga one together? I don't think you were, no. Because, no, I think you stopped swimming by then. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I went to Cardiff and then realised, actually, what we did on those warm weather training camps happens on a weekly basis. Yeah, so that's so, that's kind of the last point about training camps. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to understand how Olympic trialists or Olympians train... Or professional then, types. Yeah, professional. Yeah, yeah. The training camp is a really key example of yeah, what your life what could be like. Mm. I mean, Dan lived, I it. lived it for... I, I did it for two years, I think. I two did years it for, in Until I got hit with appendicitis and then actually had to stop. But uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of an eye opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So overall, kind of training camps, good fun. Enjoy yourself. But you do have to put the effort. Put, in. put the effort in. Yeah. Don't don't do a squat and just coast no, don't do it. A squat. Play rugby on the beach. Enjoy it. Um, <laughs> concentrate on your diet. Really make sure you put the calories in because. Man, there's nothing worse than burning out. That and hydration, I mean, they're key. Yeah. So you, you're you're going to be going to hotter coaches. places, doing more meters than yeah. ever. You see coaches bang on about it all the time. Where you've got this, like, um, when you have a car and you're putting fuel into the car, that's yeah. essentially what food is for that's, us, isn't that's it? That's a nice so, analogy. analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've got to do all that, that stuff. Work um, hard, but play hard also. Well, not too hard. Sleep. Not, Catch up on your sleep, sleep. Play cards. Nothing physical, definitely. Um, and enjoy the independence. And hopefully it'll give you a real taste for what professional swimming is actually like. If you want to go down that route, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that ends the main segment of this week's podcast. It does. Hopefully it's not been too many stories of our training camps. Well, and hopefully so. <laughs> a bit intellectual. Okay, moving on to the news in swimming this week. Yes, not much. No. 
So we've both both been researching. Yep. Not really found much at all. There's nothing of note. And Mr. Professional, why is that? Mr. Fa- what do you mean? What? Because well, come what? on, explain to the masses why this time of year is quite quiet. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, getting to the end of the training block, the winter block, and of course with win- uh, with Olympics just coming down the road, then um, T- tapers are starting soon, but not tapering yet. will be starting very soon. So that's the reason why no real competitions are happening just yet. Yeah, there will be. They'll be in their home pool. They'll be grinding out the meters, and you know, especially for those distance swimmers. If not. Then they'll be doing drills and stuff like that, especially yeah. the sprinters, it's James all, Gibson. All, all quiet. As, as yeah. usual, there's all the counties going on on Instagram. That's good to see, as always. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is actually one really, really good feel-good story of the week coming yeah. out of, I mean, everyone knows them, Millfield. Millfield, big Huge. international school, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the international basis, there is a swimmer there called Adam G., Mm-hmm. who actually, his family have been caught up in the Australian bushfires. And yes, he has a lot yeah. of friends there. So what he's doing is he's swimming a 10K on Tuesday the 4th, if I'm correct. 4th of right. February. Yeah, that's right. Um, and he's looking to raise £10,000 for Yeah, so he's swimming 10K to, to get 10K. Yeah. Yes. So right yeah. now he's at £8,000, which is an yeah, incredible That's, a, that's a staggering. Yeah, he's done very, very yeah. well, hasn't he? Um, so what we're going to do is we're actually going to link in the description of this podcast on YouTube, on your podcast provider. We're going to link yep. his fundraising page. Absolutely. And hopefully all our listeners will go over there. And if you just donate one pound, one dollar, that's great. It's a great cause. You've got to. Yep. It's a brilliant yep. cause. Mm. Um, and swimming for charity, it it doesn't get much better. That's, that's all I can do these days. Well, I, I can't race. Yeah. But the, that Australian fires are just they're not letting up really i mean it's going to go into their summer soon as well so it's only going to get yeah, worse so, i yeah. feel so it's not all the money that we can yet, or people like adam can uh raise is absolutely phenomenal yeah, so. it's, it's it's a really good job absolutely big shout out to him yeah. yeah great job um did you know i actually did a swim for charity you have you told me yeah I they did don't that. know so yeah you no tell them. i i did the great north swim unlike yeah. adam i raised a massive 500 pound i mean it's better than a kick in yeah. the teeth isn't it? but Sprinter here did 2k open water. No, two miles open water. Yeah, so it ends up being about 3k. Yeah. I've just. Okay. So that. The mistake I made between 2k and two miles then. Yes. That happened in my training build up to this two mile open swim. Okay. For about six months training beforehand, I was training for a 2k. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big <laughs> so, distance difference. You were missing so the, a third so of the, the swim. week before. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'll just do this 2K. I, I'll do it in the pool. I'll see if I can do it. Yeah. Before I went and actually did the open water at Lake Windermere. I was like, yeah. great. I did it. I looked at the sign-up sheet and I was just like, two miles. <laughs> What's the difference? Huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is a week before. And I was just like, oh, God. Didn't you place quite well, though? Yeah, uh, I came like top 15. 15th. Yeah. Well, I mean... For a sprinter, that's pretty impressive. In the in the middle of third year of university, it was um, <laughs> it's an experience. But yeah. my god, did my maths let me down or my reading? Well, yeah, definitely. I, I did the, definitely the English reading. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> to end this week's podcast, yep. as always, Dan's favorite segment, his tutorial of the week. Yes. What do you have for us this week? Um, it's another freestyle drill. So what we've done, or what I've wanted to do, is make um, like a playlist, like a series of freestyle drills. This so is, our very yeah. first one was swordfish, and it's almost progressions on from swordfish. We had swordfish in the first one, then we had shark fin, and then this week is six kick switch. 
Okay, so all of these progressions are kind of aimed at kind of your high elbow front wall technique. For the shark fin, definitely. So this one is now including the body rotation because you're switching from side to side. So you're doing the six kicks in swordfish that we've previously practiced on both the shark fin and the swordfish. Yep. Right? Um, And then once you do the six kicks, you're then switching onto the other side and practicing the body rotation as you change sides, right? Yeah. Um, And just trying to maintain a strong leg, uh, strong kick, uh, keeping a high body position. Yeah. And then you can try to build... We are gonna. We have put it on the video as well, where you can kind of join two together, so you can do yeah. shark fin mixed with six hit switch. Yeah, but you'll see that on the video, which is uploaded already on YouTube. Um, it's, it's not quite uploaded. At, at the point of recording this podcast, I haven't quite finished the edit, but when you're listening to this podcast, it has been uploaded. Okay, awesome. the magic of technology. Anyway, I'm tech illiterate, so I don't really... <laughs> okay, so as always, that video is up. I promise it's done. Yes. It will be by the time you're listening to this I keep podcast. pestering him every day. Like, is it done? Is it done? Is it done? I've done my bit. And just so, made me film it like a few days before yeah. as the live. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you could go over to our YouTube, subscribe to that. Um, and also for this podcast, if you could subscribe, you can hear us every week. Um it will really help us go up the rankings in the swimming podcast world. We're looking to become the number one podcast for everyone to hear yeah. kind of swimming news and for us to really promote swimming. So again, if you have any feel good stories like Adams, we mentioned earlier, absolutely. We'll give some, yeah, from chats, shouse outs. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Contact us on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. Just leave a comment Anywhere. below. Yep. Um, and for now, I will see you in seven days. And we'll catch you on the next one.